It's Wednesday, April 13th, and this is Talk Commerce. In this two-part episode, we interview Brent Bellum, the CEO of Big Commerce. Brent has served in a variety of executive leadership positions, successfully growing in industry-leading companies, including HomeAway and PayPal. We talk about the new launch of Multi-Storefront from Big Commerce. Multi-Storefront is a disruptor among the SaaS community and puts big commerce in the forefront of all SaaS platforms for e-commerce. Brent helps us understand open SaaS and how the concept of open SaaS is revolutionizing the industry and how that helps third-party technology partners to provide great solutions and save money for clients and merchants across the globe. And now, your free joke. I lost three fingers on my right hand. So I asked the doctor if I could still be able to write with it. He said, maybe, but I wouldn't count on it. (laughs) My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to this Big Commerce episode of Talk Commerce. And I have Brent Bellum here, CEO of Big Commerce. Brent, why don't you... Introduce yourself, tell us your day-to-day role, and maybe one of your passions in life. Great. So I'm CEO of Big Commerce. I took over for the founders about seven years ago. Big Commerce is a software as a service e-commerce platform. We're basically the software that brands and retailers use to create beautiful, successful, fast-growing e-commerce stores. We serve them all around the world. We're big, of course, in North America, but also Australia, New Zealand, across EMEA, and very proudly have recently launched in Mexico with further expansion plans in South America. We power brands of all sizes, from brand new companies and startups who get going for $30 a month, all the way up to some of the world's very largest companies, for example, Procter & Gamble, runs a uh, vast majority of its brands on sites all over the world on big commerce, SE Johnson, Unilever, other customers of ours, just to pick one category. We recently launched Ted Baker, uh, leading men's apparel and lifestyle brand. And we're one of the biggest software as a service platforms in the world. We IPO'd two years ago and now trade as a public company on the NASDAQ. That's great. So we're at Shop Talk today and you had a big announcement yesterday multi-storefront. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, multi-storefront for big commerce and what that looks like? Yes, multi-storefront is the biggest and most complex product release in our history and arguably one of the most complex and biggest product releases of any e-commerce platform in history. What multi-store does is it lets any account or customer of ours launch additional stores for additional brands, a different additional customer segments, and or additional geographies, all from a single account. These stores can have the same or different themes and designs, catalogs, checkout experiences, integrations. The value of it, though, is it's a scalable way for companies to expand how and where they sell 
leveraging all the efficiencies of a single account. What is so uh, powerful about this is that traditionally one can only get multi-store functionality from the most expensive large enterprise platforms, Magento Enterprise, Salesforce, SAP. And what made it really complex to launch is our platform was originally designed for one account, one store. You could have multiple stores, but they each had to have their own account, their own infrastructure. You're basically duplicating all your effort. To build multi-store, every component of our platform had to become multi-store aware. Catalog had to know which store it's referencing. Checkout, which store it's referencing. Tax, every single component, themes, URLs, had to be rewritten to understand which store am I talking about, storefront, for a given owner. And that rewrite took us three years. We did it all while on a multi-tenant SaaS platform, meaning without disrupting the 60,000 roughly stores that are running every day. Their stores keep running, and then at the end of this path, they suddenly have the ability to add more stores without anything breaking on the stores that they had historically. That's really hard to do. Remember when Magento went from Magento 1 to Magento 2, it was a rewrite, and a component of that was trying to significantly improve their multi-storefront capabilities. They had the benefit of being on-premise software. They could just throw away Magento 1, rewrite it as Magento 2, and say, hey, customers, if you want this set of improved capabilities, you have to migrate. It's a total migration. You throw away your Magento 1, and now you start over on Magento 2. You can't do that with multi-tenant SaaS. Software as a service, multi-tenant means everybody's running on a single platform. And when you make changes, they have to not break the stores of everybody running. You can't tell them to version or upgrade or migrate. You have to fix it all while the train is running. And that is what we have done. So we're immensely proud of it. It truly makes us a uh, full-featured, complete platform for even the world's largest enterprises. And it's a very big differentiator, for example, from Shopify, who cannot do this. I, I want to back up just a little bit and, and just talk a little bit more, more about SaaS as well and, and how much savings clients can realize in their SaaS offering versus, versus the on-prem. Uh, you did mention that uh, the, the having to upgrade and, and some of those breaking things. Yeah. Um, the upgrade path in an on-prem version, uh, you do have to shut down and start up and spend money on doing that. Where are the savings then met from big commerce for the client when they're on just the SaaS platform? When you're on SaaS, a large portion of your software hosting and everything is included in one price. You don't have to pay separately for hosting. You don't have to have an army of software engineers to maintain your code. You don't have to worry about security and bug fixing. It's all included. That starts for as little as $30 a month. And believe it or not, on BigCommerce, if you go start a store for $30 a month, you're running on the exact same platform that Procter & Gamble is. And all of our largest and some of the biggest companies in the world, they're running on the exact same platform. We're maintaining hosting constantly improving performance speed each and every day. Our agency partners who are familiar with on-premise software, in particular Magento, often tell us that total cost of ownership of big commerce versus on-premise software can be anywhere from 
uh, 50% lower to 80% lower, depending on the nature of the customer and, and the complexity of their site. So it's a dramatic saving. I've always believed that this was the best solution for most companies who are, if you're a retailer or a brand, you're usually not a technology company and don't have world-class software engineers and, and IT professionals. I believed in this for 22 years. In fact, in the 90s, I was a retail consultant, first starting with retail stores, physical stores, and then going to internet stores. And when I cut the cord on consulting and said, I'm going to now bet my career on a single concept. What is the concept I most believe in the world of e-commerce? At the end of 99, I joined a company called Escalate, which was one of the first SaaS e-commerce platforms. Back in the day, I remember there being three or so others I could name, Yahoo Stores, Volusion, Blue Martini. Uh, we were number four. There might have been a few others around the world. They didn't even call it SaaS back then. They called it ASP. But at the time, this is like 2000, 99, 2000, companies were spending five to $10 million to cobble together the software and the infrastructure and the hosting for their stores. And Escalate came along and said, we'll do that for you, but only charge you 6% of your sales. But that scales and you don't have all the upfront costs. Incredible idea before it's time. That company didn't end up surviving and succeeding. Yahoo Stores and Volusion did, but they never really were able to modernize their tech stack as technology moved faster than they did. But today, uh, I came back into big commerce and into this industry in 2015 with a total conviction that in the year 2015, it's fundamentally broken if on-premise software, no matter how good, and I knew how good Magento was because I partnered with them when I was at PayPal. My boss ended up buying them into eBay. I was part of that evaluation in, in 2010. So I saw Magento taking off. I had all the respect in the world for what a great platform it was, but it was on-premise software. It burdened companies with having to license their software, then customize it, maintain it, secure it, host it. And most companies can't do that well. They certainly don't like the versioning and the upgrading. And I said, it is high time that a SaaS platform was really the solution for the world's complex businesses. We had already grown to number two in the world for serving small business. Shopify was number one. They had a five-year head start on us. And in 2015, I thought, we're not going to catch them. We can't overcome their five-year head start. They've already IPO'd. We have not yet. So we're going to do something they're not doing and nobody else is doing, something that's new to the world. We're going to create what we call open SaaS. We're going to take a SaaS platform and open up every component and turn it into little microservices, catalog and checkout, tax service, everything, with their own API layer and SDK so that the world's complex businesses can customize, can modify, can extend. When they don't like our native functionality, use partner functionality. We're going to try to make SaaS as open and comparable to open source and on-premise as possible. And so that is our mission. It's been that for seven years, bringing enterprise-level openness and enterprise-level functionality to a SaaS platform so that the world's businesses can really optimize for whatever complexity or uniqueness they have. That's our vision for what big commerce is doing differently than any other company. It's religion for me. I think it's what a big portion of the world's companies need when they embark on the best path of e-commerce. I like the concept of open SaaS. 
Maybe talk about some differentiators, especially around the checkout and the payment section. BigCommerce yeah. does offer a lot of um, savings as well in that area. Yeah. And maybe against some of the competitors, what are they right. doing in, in checkout? And what can't you do yeah. on some of the other platforms? When I came into BigCommerce, Shopify was already offering Shopify payments and more or less shoving it down the throats of their merchants. If you're a small business, you can either use Shopify payments or proprietary solution, or if you want to use someone else, you better hope they're integrated because that's up to Shopify. And if you do, they surcharge you an extra 2% of all your sales. Now, I come from a payments background too. I was doing internet payment gateways in the 90s. I was eight years at PayPal. I helped create Express Checkout and build their whole merchant services business. I ran PayPal Europe for four years. I ran global product at PayPal. I know payments. And one of the things I know best is that there is no such thing as one size fits all in payments. The needs of a business in Mexico, I was there last week, are completely different when it comes to payments than the needs of one in the United States or Canada. And a solution built by Shopify, a white labeled solution for North America, sorry, United States and Canada, is not gonna work in Mexico let alone pick any other country around the world. It's not gonna work in B2B, but even for plain Jane credit card processing, there's real differentiation between a Stripe, between a Braintree, between CyberSource and Authorize.ns, Chase, go to Europe, Adyen, Checkout.com. All of these companies do something different and special. It's not one size fits all. And so rather than in the pursuit of trying to take as much money from our customers as we can, which, would happen if we had a proprietary payment solution. Our strategy is the opposite. We go to each of these phenomenal payments players and we say, let's partner. Let's get you the single best integration into big commerce that you have with any platform in the world. So that if ever a business goes to you and says, hey, we like your payment solution, which platform can we best take advantage of it on? We want that to be big commerce. I believe that statement is true for PayPal and Braintree, for Stripe, for Chase, for Adyen. You go on down the list. We give customers choice and we don't surcharge them if they don't use our own proprietary product because we don't have a proprietary product. We believe the specialists in payments are far better and especially with their diversity of solutions than we would be and that Shopify is. By the way, if you want to know how you benefit from this, it's very straightforward. Just go to pricing on Shopify and compare that to pricing on BigCommerce, and you will see that you save a lot of money at, all, at the exact same size of merchant. At every tier, you're saving a substantial amount of money using our payments players because our payments players compete against each other, whereas Shopify says use us or, and we'll charge you more at every level. And if you don't like it, we'll surcharge you 2% to use somebody else. Now let's go to checkout. So. If Shopify is making, let's call it 2.9% off a small business when they process the payments, if they don't use Shopify, they want to charge them the 2% surcharge. That means they have to control the checkout to know how much GMV, how much in sales a business is getting so they can charge them that 2%. That is a core piece of the rationale around why at Shopify, third-party checkouts are disallowed you have to use Shopify's checkout. They used to have third-party checkouts built by Bold, built by Bolt, different companies, D versus T, Fast, 
or merchant-specific ones, and they said, no, we don't allow those any longer because we need to know every single piece of data, every single sale, because we're going to charge you 2% if you're not processing the payments through us. Okay, that's how they make money, and they're really good at making money. We, on the other hand, believe in our concept of open, which is that we do our best to make the best built-in checkout that we can. But if you need to modify that checkout, you can do that. You can download the actual source code. I don't think this is possible on any other SaaS platform. You can download the source code that powers every single pixel in the BigCommerce checkout, modify it, re-upload it. Now you've got a custom checkout running on BigCommerce that you've modified, but this still maintains PCI compliance. That's pretty cool. You can also use a third-party checkout. We support proudly, bold, and bold, and fast, and anybody else who creates a custom checkout. We support checkouts that are different in other countries around the world. You can have your own proprietary checkout. You can have a checkout modified for B2B and all the various B2B payment methods. We support that type of openness because businesses are complex. Businesses need to optimize for their geography and their customer and their use cases. And what we specialize in is instead of a one-size-fits-all playbook, open SaaS, flexibility, the power to let a complex business optimize for its complexity and win that way. I hope you enjoyed part one of this interview with Brent Bellum, the CEO of Big Commerce. Tomorrow, we continue on with more multi-storefront along with some great examples of companies already using it. Talk Commerce is brought to you by ChipBot. Are you enjoying answering the same question over and over every day? Do you wonder why people are leaving your site? Are you sick of knowing how many carts are left abandoned, moments away from a sale? Or are you just getting exhausted thinking about parsing all that data from your website? I recently found this great tool that I installed on the Talk Commerce website. You can see it live right now at talk-commerce.com. Chipbot Pylons and Chipbot Nexus are two tools integrated into one plugin that helps you manage your site smarter. It took me less than 15 minutes to configure and install. I have a thumbnail video that I recorded myself and I can instruct visitors on something to do and an action to take. You also have the option of configuring different action items like send me an email. Through Chipbot Nexus, I can answer questions and more importantly, I can learn from my clients by listening to what they are asking for. And if you thought it couldn't get any better, you can log into your dashboard and get metrics on what your visitors are doing on your site. During the installation process, I got fantastic support and Chipbot helped me to make my bot even better. Try it today, it's free. Go to getchipbot.com and sign up today. That's getchipbot.com. G-E-T-C-H-I-P-B-O-T dot com. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.